What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Uh, my next guest, I don't even know how to introduce her because she is incredibly accomplished, so incredibly successful. She's wrote and published 19 plus books in six years. She's an award-winning publishing consultant, internationally best-selling consult author, former TV show host, contributor to the Huffington Post, contributor to Thrive Global. I mean, the list is long. I don't know how she's time and her day to, to do all this. Please welcome Tarkessa Colvin to the show. Tarkessa, can you please tell the audience a little bit about your background? Hey, <laughs> thank you. First of all, that was amazing. I need to take you everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So um, a little bit about me. Yeah, the accolades, all the stuff. But I will tell you, I am a wife. I'm a mom of four that includes those fur babies yeah yeah and uh, they are my most well-behaved children they don't talk back it's a beautiful relationship that we have um and I have a grandkid <laughs> so those you your hands full girl I do um it's kind of wild kingdom meets home improvement because my husband thinks he's kind of tender to a man I don't know um <laughs> so you never know what's gonna happen around here but um let's see a little bit more about me I'm currently working on a PhD in organizational leadership and management um, I own multiple businesses. My passion business is uh, my business that does consulting for small female small businesses. And let me tell you why. Um, passion is the word that I use because I've built a number of businesses and, and several of my friends are business owners too, you know? Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we were moving and shaking and we were building businesses and we were closing six-figure deals. And we just celebrated one of my good friends closing a, a corporate contract. And then a few weeks later, she had a stroke. Oh, no. And I was like, girl, we are way too young and fabulous for yeah, this. <laughs> like, what is happening? Awful. And by God's grace, she's great now. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of, my ears perked up. I was like, well, what's happening? And then a few weeks later, my doctor started having conversations with me like, hey, I don't know what you, uh, what you do for a living, but you might want to think about something else. And I'm like, what? They were putting me on two and three medications and trying to get my blood pressure down. And I was like, this isn't it. Yeah. And so women have to build businesses differently. We're built differently. Right. And so that's why it's such a passion of mine, that particular um, business that I work on. And it's, it's even why I'm here, because it can be so easy for us to label. This is how you do business. Yeah. And like we we lean into that masculine, that's another label, energy of it. And then like before you know it, you've built a business that's crushing you, mind, body, and spirit. And I'm fighting wholeheartedly against that. I love that. And that I mean, this is actually a conversation I don't think I've ever had in the last couple, three years. Um, my late husband, even I know that you're focused on primarily women, but my late husband, he passed away six years ago. And mm -hmm. I really feel that the the heaviness of the success and mm -hmm. of the business itself crushed him and ultimately killed him. I mean, it was yeah. due to him taking a lot of steroids, but I think that he chased the steroids to perpetuate this whole cycle around the success, if that makes sense. 100%. That makes and, you know, yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, health is number one. Mm -hmm. Health is mm -hmm. number one. I don't feel like, you know, if you're in a, a situation or in a position where you're unhappy and it's causing you massive stress, it's yeah. not worth it because at the yeah. end of the day, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. It doesn't matter if you have, if you have millions in the bank, you can't enjoy it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you can't and enjoy like, it. You find yourself in a situation where like, if I could pay for health right now, I would do that. Yeah. But 
we don't, we, we, it's not easy to do that. Like as easy as that sounds, it's not easy to do that. And, and the sad part for me, you know, my history in corporate, I had left a job in corporate where I cried 45 minutes to work. I cried 45 minutes from work. And then to be facing, essentially, my my doctor was the one that told me, you ain't happy in your business because look at your body. <laughs> and so when I realized I had essentially built that same culture in my own business for myself, I had, I had a mentor tell me, you know, help people build businesses. Don't help people create cages with their names on it. Yeah. I had done that for myself. Wow. And so that was a wake up call. That's powerful. That was a total wake up call for me. That's powerful what you just said. And so now, so I'm assuming that your life looks completely different. So how long ago was this? Totally different. That was 2019. Oh, so only a couple of years. Only a couple of years. And, and the thing is, in 2019, when my health started to be a challenge for me, you know, my the first thing that I heard, just that inside, you know, talk, my spirit inside was like, shut this down. And I was like, no, we're making multiple six figures. We're fine. Yeah. And then when those, the doctor was like, yeah, we're not fine. Like these two medications aren't regulating your blood pressure. I don't think you understand. And I'm like, and so I shut that down, but then look what happened. I had no idea the pandemic was coming. Yeah. Can you imagine how much stress I would have been under? Oh gosh. Yeah. To, it would have, I, I might not be here. Yeah. And so I've learned in that to really listen to my myself, right? How how powerful is that? I, I know for a fact as women, we tend to second guess ourselves in ways that I mean we can dream up some amazing ways to second guess ourselves. It's crazy. I don't know why we do that. And and in that instance, I had have the proof that I need that I do have my best interest at heart. Yeah. That was amazing for me. For sure. And I, I I really want and have this desire to help women get to that point faster than I did and without the trauma and the stress in the process. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So when were you a, t- a TV host and helped uh, and help and wrote and published 19 books like that? Oh. Have you done that over the last couple of years or where is so, that? Let's <laughs> Look, so, yeah, let's see. Let's do the timeline. So uh, let's see. Uh, the books happen between. 2000 and 2006. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was the crash test dummy. I, I always feel like the crash test dummy in my businesses, right? So like, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to perfect it. And then I can take you through with ease. And so what happened, what had happened was, <laughs> what happened? Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, what happened was I've been writing since I was eight years old. Oh, okay. And I was like, I you know, I grow up and this was, early on in the self-publishing kind of game, but all I knew was traditional publishing. So I was going through the process to traditionally publish. I was submitting, I was, you know, querying, I was doing the thing. And I got to one of the editors of the big houses. Okay. And she was like, you are an amazing writer. Listen, I was like, this is my moment. I was like, I'm not going to know any of you people. I'm about to be, <laughs> I'm about to be a published author. None of that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So she was like, you're going to, you write amazingly. Um, Do, do you have anything um, about vampires and werewolves? And I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. Right. What? That was the trend of the time. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. And so I was like, I don't, um, I don't really hang out with vampires and werewolves. So I don't know. I don't really have a lot of material (laughs) about that. I'm sorry. And she's like, you know, even as good of a writer as you are, you'll never be published unless you learn to write to trend. I didn't even know what that meant. 
I had to learn it. What that meant was publishers usually want to get on a craze yeah, so that they don't have to promote so hard. It's less money to promote. And I'm like, well, that's not my fault, you know? Yeah, not really. And so after that, I had writer's block for about two years because I was like, why am I doing this? What's the point? My yeah. whole reason for doing this was because I want to get paid for what I enjoy to do, enjoy doing, which is weaving worlds and telling stories. So um, writer's block for two years, a good friend of mine, she is truly a good friend. I didn't see it at the time because I was hurting. She was like, are you going to let these people write the end of your story? And I was like, why would you say that to me? (laughs) Why would you? But I needed that. Sure. And so I was like, okay, so if they're not going to do it, what am I going to do? So I was like, I could do vanity. I was like, that doesn't really feel good. Vanity publishing. I don't like that. Vanity Presses. And so I started looking into self-publishing slash independent publishing. And that's why I was like, okay, I got to learn this. I have a background in business, but publishing is a different kind of business. Yeah. Like you have to understand the the fonts that go with certain genres. You have to oh, understand really? the cut, co- like the whole cover make. I learned so much in that time frame as a test, you know, as a test dummy. Sure. <laughs> And so I learned the business of it because I didn't want to just hit publish and that be it. I wanted it to mean something. I wanted to be able to monetize books. And that's the thing that nobody, you know, talks to you about. Um, I usually have to tell people just a a really quick way to help people understand what I was doing when I was a publishing consultant is this. Really quickly tell me who James Patterson's publisher is. Nobody knows. No, definitely not. Because James Patterson is the face. He owns his brand. Right. He owns his brand as an author. He puts out these books. And because of your connection with him as a creative is why you buy his books, because you know who he is, not because you know who his publisher is. Right. And so people often feel like if I get a publisher, I'm going to it's going to be easy street. Not even felt like that. Yeah. But no, it's the beginning of your journey as a business. So it still came back to business. And I learned all of that in that six years. And before I knew it, I was helping other people right up until let's see I got my tv show in 2019 I got my tv show in 2019 as well but from 2015 to 2019 I was helping people write books and monetize them okay and um really build businesses I was still still elbow deep in business (laughs) I couldn't get away from it but that's what I was doing and I love it and I still love it I still love to teach those lessons and those trainings I just don't necessarily do it for people anymore I gotcha. So is that what you're doing currently then? So currently I'm focusing primarily on businesses. Now I do have a publishing company and I teach authors through the publishing company how to monetize because I tell people this is really simple. You can Google how to publish your book at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's not hard or you can go to whatever platform you want to publish on and they have a step by step. Sure. But what they don't tell you is what to do after you hit publish. What do you do then? Yeah. To keep from giving your book away for St. Patrick's Day and Father's Day and graduation. And, and is there, are there a certain key thing? Like maybe could you give a couple um, yeah. maybe tips on how someone could monetize their book? See, I'm really actually looking to, I've, I've decided with my team, we're going to publish a book on our, like our first hundred or so episodes, yeah. highlighting our guests and their, yeah. just the journey or, and our, our mission around living label free and what that means to us. And yeah. so I'm, I'm starting to look into all these different avenues. And so I'm, I'm like terrified of this process because it feels so daunting, but I feel it. I, I feel like now is the time 
It, like yeah. this, the, the podcast has been very well received. It's, it's done very well. And I think yeah. that that's just going to be another layer to our success offering that offering a book. Perfect. Okay. So using you as an example, let me just break it down. One of the things that you have to know, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, is who your book is for. We immediately want to say it's for everyone. It's not. If I'm doing a book on foreign exchange trading, it's not for a six-year-old. So that statement is not accurate. Just like with your targeting for a podcast or a YouTube series or anything like that, you've got to know who your book is for. And the reason is because if you can't put those people in your mind or keep those people in mind when you're writing or putting your book together, you're not going to speak to them. Right. If you're not remembering their language, it's so important when you're writing a book, especially nonfiction authors, I'm talking specifically to you right now, know the language of your reader. Don't speak to them in doctor speak, speak to them in symptom because that's where they are. Yeah. Think about when you go to the doctor and you're like, oh, my neck hurts. And, you know, and they give you this long title and you're like, okay, that means nothing to me. How do we fix it? Right, right, right. Right. So acknowledge the language that they're using and then help them to get to the solution. Yeah. The book is not your moment to kind of grandstand per se. It's a conversation. Right, right, right. The best thing to do is envision someone that you care about and talk to them because that's a different level of compassion. And you're going to make sure that that bleeds through on the paper. The reason it's so important for you to know that person, you need to know where they hang out. Where are they hanging out online? What books are they reading? Yeah. All of those things, because that later becomes your marketing strategy. Oh, Your marketing strategy is not so much about attracting readers as much as it is knowing them so well that you show up where they're already hanging out. Yeah. Okay. I love that. That is, nobody talks about that. No, it's like build your audience. How do you do that? When you show up where they already are, I assure you, you will then build connection and relationship with them. It's very hard to stand on your porch and yell for people to come to your house if there's nobody on your block. That's true. But if the people are on the next block, you can go over there, have some conversations and invite people back to your house. Yeah. Right. It makes sense. It's that same oh, yeah. Yeah. concept. Yeah. It's the same concept. And that's that's key. Knowing your reader so well that you know where they're hanging out online. And realistically, your reader is probably going to be some previous version of yourself. Support for Label Free Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Now, ladies, you can use this too. We're all-inclusive here. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And now we're going to have the ladies too, because come on, ladies, let's be real. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code LABELFREE20 at manscaped.com. So thank you, Manscaped, for your support. And everybody is welcome to purchase with my code. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why I started the podcast is because of, you know, what I had gone through after, you know, actually but my whole life, you know, really, you know, being a human trafficking survivor, having Mm -hmm. growing up in an abusive home and then marrying this larger than life man that like passed away and then left me with nothing really after building five businesses with him and having to, to, to like start my life all over again and then getting labeled all along the way you know, uh-huh. and, it, and it was just so like, it had just stuck with me so like much. And I just was like, I, I'm like, screw this. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. You can mm-hmm. label me whatever you want. I mean, even down to dating, like I couldn't even yeah. start date. Like it was hard to date because I was a widow. Like, oh yeah. my God, like I had, there was a taboo there. And, and so I was just like, I don't, I, you know, I'm just going to get rid of this and I'm just going to start 
living in my authenticity and just owning my life and telling my story and empowering others to tell theirs that can encourage others to, you know, wherever they are in their journey to hopefully break out of whatever's holding them back. Yeah. I love that. And, and that's, that's another reason I'm here because of you. Oh, um, it's one thing to, to put the term or use the phrase label free, but it's a whole other thing when it's really genuinely a part of you. Yes. And a part of who you are. Yeah. So that was one tip. Now I have to give you the second tip. I okay. can't. Okay. So this one, okay. it's important when you are writing a book to always have a plan that takes your reader from the book to you. Mm-hmm. So just based off of the example you said about putting some of those podcasts together, for you, it would be great if you, after each chapter or person's breakdown, you had a link to an email list and you told them, here, you can catch this episode here. Yes. Here, you can catch. Because I've, I've and I, I'm, I love books. <laughs> I hate to get to an end of the book and don't know how to connect with the author deeply yeah. or past the reading. Um, I usually want to know more about them. I usually want to know what they're doing. What events do they have? I mean, yeah. it's been a little weird the past couple of years with events, but I, I want to know if you're showing up online, I want to know. Yeah. How do I do that? So make it easy for people to connect with you on a deeper level. Um, it could be something as simple as, you know, if you were to decide to give them a journaling prompt to say, hey, just send your prompt, send what came up for you in journaling to this email. I'd love to know. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, the business type of, you know, in exchange for your email address, I'll give you this thing. It could just be you saying, hey, I know I covered a lot of emotional things in this particular chapter. How are you feeling? Yeah, I like that. That's an email. That's a good suggestion. We are going to put a directory in the book. We decided just to not only highlight, you know, myself, obviously, but our guests too, if someone really connected with their story and, you know, cause I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, really yeah. I do miss a, a mm-hmm. big chunk of mm-hmm. my guests and, you know, things that they offer, you know, that's yeah. a good resource for people. 100%. And, and with that, like, not even necessarily pointing just to the, to that, but like, Hey, I don't know if you knew this or not, but here's my events calendar on the site. This is where I'm going to be. Would love to see, see your face. Yeah. Like there's so many different ways that you could do that to just connect with people because um kind of in, in tech doom over the past two months, you know, people want that more human interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some things that you don't want to skip. As a part of your pre-writing, I you know, I recommend that you sit down and really just talk about just talk about your reader like they're just one person. Yeah. And really map that out where they hang out online, things they hate. What do go through the senses? You know, what do they feel emotionally? What do they see on a daily basis? What do they think on a daily basis? Because when you know that person, you know that person when you see them. And also when you're invited to go somewhere, you can tell if that person's going to be in the room. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My my avatar. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's good advice. Yeah. I, I no one's I've talked to a couple of people about this, you know, because I'm I'm I've been told I should write a book a lot. And like, this is going to be my first one. Then I think after I get over this hump, then I'll actually go ahead and write my story. Like, you know, even my aunt reached out to me or reached out to me the other day. And she's just like, you should write you. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. We're just going to start here first. (laughs) 
So a tip, let me say this. Um, I live by this. When you're going to tell your story, the tip that I would lead with is this. Don't make it about you. It is your story. Don't make the writing of it about you. When you sit down to write your story, ask yourself, who's dying because I haven't told my story? Oh, you're going to make me cry. Don't cry because I'll cry. <laughs> no, but that's so that's so true. Do you think a lot of authors make that mistake when they write a book yeah. about their themselves? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Because it can come off, you know, if 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 you only tell the triumphant part, then it comes off arrogant. But at the same time, if you only tell the the you only tell the sad, doom, traumatic part and not what you actually did to come out of it, then there's a loss as well. Um when I tell people and I, I talk, when I tell people to who's dying, think about who's dying. They may be dying financially, spiritually, emotionally. Yeah. You know, if you're a fiction author, they may be dying of boredom because your book isn't in the marketplace for them to access. Right. So the thing to remember is this. If you're writing specifically to someone who's just trapped in a ditch, consider yourself laying there next to them. Yeah. OK, so then you manage to get out. They don't need you standing up atop the ditch telling them what the conditions were down in the ditch because they're still there. Right. They need you to say, hey, I know it's cold. I know it's wet. It's a little slippery. This is not where you expect it to be. But if you over to the left, if you grab a hold to that rock, you can pull yourself up. I did it. Yeah. And I am here to tell you that it can be done. That's a different feel than me being like, it's cold. It's wet down there. It's uncomfortable. It's like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Telling the story, how you pull yourself out of that, that hole or wherever you're at. Yeah. I I love that. So you acknowledge Um, where they are, but also give them that next step. Yes. And don't be afraid. You can't give too much. Give it all away. (laughs) Give it all away. I promise. Give it all away and they will still find you. And if, you know, if you're a business and you coach, consult, or you do life coaching or anything like that, they're still going to want to invest with you because you get them. There's yeah. no such thing as giving away too much in your book. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I, I know for my own self, I love books too. I've, I've read, I love to read. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, you know, reading is different these days, but I still like a hard book. Let's sit mm-hmm. down with a book. There's nothing like that. And you know, what, what's, Bring, sucks you in and brings you in and actually makes you feel the stories when someone actually talks about the you know not only the the trials and the tribulations but also how they got out of it and how they recovered from it but all right we're, we're getting yes great tips great tips we're, we're running like time is coming to the end here so i want to just maybe one tip for authors because i do have a lot of authors on the show Mm-hmm. Um, that, and I've never really heard anybody talk about monetizing a book. Mm-hmm. So maybe one tip that you could share with, you know, if there's authors that are listening, what would you tell them is a good tip to do? Use the same skills that you use to write your book to help someone else do it faster. Oh, okay. So if you have figured out a way to, to write fiction or nonfiction, well, I'm going to say fiction specifically. If you figured out a way to weave your world with there's no plot holes or anything like that, help them do it in a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and within that, I mean, that can be a monthly retainer for a year. Get your book done in a year. Yeah. Where, you know, and there's there's such such power in bringing together a group of like minded people, the energy and synergy that happens. People pay for community. 
Yeah. People pay for that. And I, you know, it could be $200 a month. It could be a thousand dollars a month and you get five or six people, maybe even 10 people in there. That could be very helpful for your lifestyle. Absolutely. That could fund your next project. So many different things. So the same skills that you use to write your book, you can monetize those skills and help someone else do it faster. The other thing is if you're writing nonfiction, could that, could someone benefit from you walking them step-by-step through whatever it is that you shared in your book? And the same rules would apply. Maybe that's $200 a month. Maybe it's a thousand or $1,500 a month for six months or a year. Yeah. You're now an expert. You've done what only hundred percent of people say they want to do, but only 1% of people actually do. You've done it. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Wow. Those are great tips. And I'm definitely going to apply that because that would definitely help my lifestyle a little bit. Okay. I actually just lost my job on Monday at a job, which is a blessing in disguise. And I just decided I'm going all in on this journey because yeah. I cannot work for anybody else. Like you said, you were crying. I cried more times than I should have at that job. And I, and yeah. for no reason for no fault of my own, you know, it was mm-hmm. just the leadership and the, the culture of the organization. And like, and I'm just like, this is not worth it. <laughs> It's not worth it. Like, I want to be happy and joyful and peaceful. And I don't feel like anybody should have to deal with that. But anyways, where can people find you, Tarkessa, reach out to you, connect with you, all those good things? The best place to reach me is to, and I invite you as well, hang out with me in ProfitablePublishedAuthors.com. It'll take you directly to my group where I talk about this stuff all day long. Talk about monetizing, talk about getting your getting in your mind that you're a business once you get published on your book. And inside that group, there is a special gift. It's a masterclass that I did that breaks down at least 20 ways that you can monetize your book. It breaks down 11 author business models. You may have never heard that term, but it's a thing. It breaks down author business model, author business models. Yeah. So that's a gift. It's inside of that group. All you got to do is answer the three questions and basically ask you what challenges you have so that I can make sure I'm giving good content and good information and then welcome you on in. Um, I would love to have you there. So that's www.profitablepublishedauthors.com. Awesome. And I will put those links and you're on social media as well. Yes. Right. I'm on social media across the board. Um, and now publishing is what I am. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Awesome. I'll make sure I put all those links in the show notes. You guys, I know I have a lot of uh, authors out there. So don't hesitate to reach out to Carcassa as you are. Carcassa, I say that correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. getting caught up. Uh, as, she, as you can tell, she's a lovely person and just very willing to help and, and share her secrets of her success. So um, mm-hmm. thank you very much. This has been, I could talk to you forever. I'm like, okay, well, I want to keep going. <laughs> we'll have to have you back. You keep us informed on your next projects and we'll have to have you back for an update. But before we say goodbye, any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience? Um, what I would like to leave with the audience, since I know you guys love uh, information about being an author, here's what I will tell you is that you can never give away too much. And if when you sit down to write, if you don't cry, if you don't feel like you're right back in that place that you were, that you're describing, then you didn't go deep enough, go deeper. And if you're worried about what someone's going to say about how you tell their tell your story and things like that, I encourage you to encourage them to write their own story because you're taking care of yours. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh my goodness. I love it. I hit some emotional notes there. That, that was beautifully put. 
this was awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest. We'd love to have you back. So keep keep us posted on new projects or anything that you'd like to share with the audience. Um, it was an absolute pleasure. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to rate, review, share, subscribe, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.